0: Hey, it's Coco. And Carly. And we are the hosts of Soul Rehab.
1: Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint.
0: Through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness.
1: Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having human experiences.
0: This is your vibrational experience. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our first podcast. In this episode, we really break down our journey of how we came out of the spiritual closet. I talk about the last four and a half years of my awakening, all the things that I have gone through to get to this point to become what I would label a living portal, a mentor, really standing in my own power as Consciously Coco, and Carly talks about her journey coming from fashion. We both did. She currently runs a fashion blog, has a content creation business, and really is that everyday girl. So we're here to break down the barriers to show people that the tagline of spiritual doesn't have to be what it has been in the past. And we are the new generation, the new energy that is coming forth to show the world that there's so much more so this episode really talks a lot about our journey and just coming out of the closet so that you can too so we hope that this inspires you and you really see a lot of yourself in us enjoy hey everybody so we're super excited we're starting a podcast Woo! I'm we, the color guy! Woo! Yeah, Carly <laughs> and Coco here with you guys. Um, we just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has come to our events in the last four months and honestly this isn't something that just became in the last four months. This has been, in my case, 36 years of life. Are you looking
1: at me for my <laughs> 30 years of life? <laughs> yeah, so
0: 30 to 36 years of life to get to this point to be able to share with you guys our journey and our knowledge and what we learn from you, what we learn from other light workers and way showers, and all the language that we're gonna teach you about so that you can remember and heal and ignite your soul to start living on your blueprint and back to your true self. So, in our first episode here, we thought that we would talk about how we got to this point where we're even starting a podcast to share information, to teach, to mentor, Mm -hmm. to help you on your journey. And um, we're going to talk about that. And hopefully you can see a lot of yourself in us, in other people that we have met, in stories that we might tell you. And we just ask you to, you know, take a deep breath in right now. And really just take a moment, no matter where you are, and show yourself gratitude for finding this podcast, for hearing our voices, because this is a vibrational experience. Everything that we put out there is a vibrational experience. So as I'm talking, Coco, I'm always in a channel. I am getting downloads. I'm getting information according to the listeners that are listening right now.
1: So key to note is the day that you're listening to this is clearly not the day that we're recording this. So that just, I think is something important to highlight because it just really shows the magnitude of what is possible. The fact that Coco can sit here today, which I mean, what day is it? December 18th, 2019. I don't know when you're listening to this, but the fact that she is now able to uh, channel through the information that you need in the day that you were listening to this and I think it just also proves just how multidimensional just the like the world we live in really is.
0: And how limitless we are. So we are multi-dimensional beings. Time does not exist. You're gonna learn that all on our podcast. But what we're trying to say is when you find this information, it's going to resonate with you, whether it is the day we put it out, whether it's three years from now or 10, you're going to find this the exact timing and moment that you need to hear what we have to offer. And you're going to resonate with the words that you need to, you need to hear and you need to understand. And that's what we always say at all of our events. You are sitting in those seats exactly when you need to and not a second sooner. So we are sharing our story exactly when we need to and not a second sooner. So welcome to our very first podcast. And my name is Coco, and this is what I call my gale to my Oprah, (laughs) Carly.
1: Hey, guys.
0: (laughs) So Carly is also um, a fashion blogger. You might see her on Instagram as Carly Mel, and she also um, runs...
1: Yeah, I have my own uh, blog, carlydaily.com, and then I also have a content creation business called Daily Digital. So under that, I represent photographers. I run my own blog through that. I also run all of Coco's events and all of her business, basically. So that's why, where we get the Gale to her Oprah, as I'm kind of behind the scenes, just ensuring that she has everything she needs on all aspects to provide to you what you need, ultimately. Yeah, so let's start the journey here. So I, um... Who are you? Who are you, Coco? (laughs) That's
0: always the question. (laughs) Who
1: are you? I... I feel like half... Also, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like half the people listening probably have never seen your face. No. At this point that we're recording this. No.
0: So I'm writing a book. So we're going to spare all of the, you know, past 10, 20 years details in regards to my previous life, because that is part of the book to, um... To, to make you understand the whole history, but I come from a world of fashion and marketing, and I always knew my whole entire life that I was destined for more, I guess would be the vocabulary. As a child, I always um, saw and heard things, and I would, you know, have these voices in my head, but I always thought that, like, everybody lived that way. You know, I always thought that, If I was talking to, you know, my dead uncle or somebody is sitting across the room from me and I was like, oh, like I'm talking to their grandma. I thought like everybody lived this way. So needless to say, when I was 31 and I remembered who I was, it was a huge shock for me. So my whole entire life, I was seeing things before they happened. I was what you call a visionary. I could see what we would say maybe the future ahead of time. It was always a running joke with, like, my best friend when we were growing up was I would always, like, say, like, oh, we're going to see Jeremy on the street corner, and then there was Jeremy. And, you know, there was always these instances in my life that we just blew off as coincidences. Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of people have lived most of their life thinking that everything has been a
1: coincidence yeah I was gonna say I feel like that's probably really common where or like I know this is another thing and we'll go down the rabbit hole but like deja vu's coincidences you are just so programmed to think that oh it's lucky me or or whatever however you want to phrase it but everything really does happen for a reason
0: Yeah. So growing up, I grew up in rural Saskatchewan, and you know, I was I was born and raised into a family with strong Catholic roots. Um, I had an amazing what I would have termed an amazing upbringing where you know, you, there was nothing wrong in my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't have what I would term as trauma or anything like that. And I just lived this very sheltered and pleasant life, but I lived a life based on what everyone else told me. It was a really strong conditioning and programming, nothing against my parents or any of that. They only did what they knew, but I was raised to be what they told me to be. So I never thought that how I lived and how I saw things was any different than anyone else but it was never really talked about. I always felt that I was different, but I could never pinpoint why. And, you know, during my awakening, which we'll get to a point um, how that happened, I remember going back to a moment um, when my light was dimmed. So we all have a moment in our our life, especially in our childhood, where our light was dimmed. So you'll look at a lot of kids Mm -hmm. and they will be, you know, have imaginary friends or Mm -hmm. they will say, oh, I saw grandma. Yeah. And what is the normal response to that?
1: No, you didn't.
0: Yeah. Don't, Don't say that ever again. Don't say that ever again. So when I had my awakening and I started remembering who I was... I remembered the moment in time that my light got dimmed and I was in grade three sitting on the swings and I remember looking at the elementary school and my cousin was beside me and she was four years older than me and I said I see and talk to dead people
1: and And did you say that dead people you I said you knew they weren't here yeah that's that's wild yeah that's 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 crazy because usually when kids are like oh my imaginary friend I I don't know if they're at that point yet where they can really determine the difference between like or like over the veil like is is it past or is it in their realm but it's almost like you already you already knew that
0: I knew my soul has known since it entered this body that I was here for purpose and it's funny because in that moment I said I see and talk to dead people and she looked at me with the biggest stirred and fear in her eyes and said don't you ever ever say that to anyone ever again and, and I didn't until and, I was 31 and
1: why do you think she said that do you think it's because she she has experienced that or was it programming that had been imposed on her there must have been something that happened to her then that dimmed her light or someone said that to her
0: yeah right and Just you know when I'm not know super that? close with her now so yeah. I can't um she did she had um lost her dad and her brother in later years but just wild to yeah. me. Like It's even like she in,
1: inherently knew to tell you, don't say that. Yeah. Even dim, if it hadn't happened dimmed to
0: my, her. And dimmed my light. So I just was the girl growing up that always was kind of like in the circle, but outside the circle. But I remember sitting in my room, like all through my life, like talking to, I would say myself. Yeah. Or, you know, when my friend had died when I was 13, um, I would talk to, I would talk to him. And, you know, I just thought that it was normal. Like, I remember I altar served at church and I would be altar serving at funerals. And
1: <laughs> I think that's so bizarre now knowing and who you are. And it's <laughs> wild
0: because people would be like crying about the person that we were celebrating their life. And I would, they'd be sitting next to me up at the altar. Like, and I would be like,
1: I... And you were aware that it was that person. Yes. Yes. But I. And you knew not to say anything. Yes. Which is and, and, and
0: I was old. Like, we're talking like 11, 12, 13 years right. old. And I just thought like this was normal, or I was, I don't know. To be honest, even talking about it right now, I don't know what I thought. Yeah. And I always was like what people would term an old soul. Mm-hmm. I would write, and the way that I wrote, people would like cry and it would impact them. But now that we have Nights with Coco, and I understand who I am, I was. Pulling the information from mm-hmm. people's guides and their energy through and impacting them in that way, but I never understood my whole life. It's just life, what you did. Yeah. you're doing
1: what you do, yeah. and
0: everybody would always be like, "You're an amazing writer, and you know you're going to be an amazing writer." And so, of course, I listened to them, and that's why I went into school to be a writer. Right. Because if you look at your life, everyone listening to this. of us did everything in our life because someone told us to. Mm -hmm. When did we actually sit or when did anybody actually teach us to sit and listen to, you know, our soul?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting to say that. I was actually just getting my hair done yesterday and I was chatting with my hairstylist and we were on this topic actually saying like, who are we without maybe the stories that we create? And one thing she brought up is she was told that she was always shy. And now through her work and through her reflection, she's, she's like, I don't think I've ever been shy. I was just told I was shy. And so then I took on the characteristics and mannerisms of a shy girl, but really she's like, ultimately I was never shy. She's like, if I would have never been told that I would never have acted in certain situations the way that I did.
0: Well, we become the labels and we become the conditioning that other people put on us, Mm -hmm. which we will talk about so much in this podcast, but so leading up to who I was, so I went around my whole entire life um, starting listening to what everybody kind of told me what to do. You know, I'm going to be a writer and then I felt in my heart and soul that that's who I always mm-hmm. was, was a writer. And then throughout the next few de- decade and a half, um, I went from writing to marketing to fashion. And it's funny because I teach a lot about blueprint and I feel strongly that I was always on blueprint mm-hmm. and I had to go through everything I did to get here. But it's so interesting that now where I am and who I am is kind of coming back to writing a bit. Yeah,
1: and I think too, it's key to note here is like we're talking about labels and how maybe labels are put on you, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong. I think yeah. it's just bringing awareness to what the labels are that you have that then allow you to determine, you know, is this coming from a place that, like sole purpose or not. So for you, I feel like even though people are like, oh, you should go into writing, you got that label because you were naturally gifted at writing yes. and you were naturally interested in that and would pursue that. Yes. So I think, yeah, I think just. Keep to note to everyone listening. It's like, let's say you've been labeled something. Yeah. That's truly who you are and you feel it like, that's a good thing. Like yes. don't, don't run from that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I leaned into it and it brought me great success in my entire life and, um, leading me up to my awakening. So an awakening is what I would say is a singular moment that happens in your life that causes you to start opening up, say your eyes. We're going to use that as like a, a literal sense, Yeah, like a um, yeah. that there's more to life than what you've been told. Right. You know, you have been living your life based on, you know, the conditioning and programming of the lineage that has raised you. Mm-hmm. You have been living your life based on, you know, dogma on all the things that like your culture, your culture, yeah. um, your friends, like everything yeah. just your fears, your fears, your ego, it is all, that's how you've been living. You've been tickety boo checking off the boxes of like what the world has told you to do. Yep. Look at your life. We've all done it. Mm-hmm. We've all been like, I have to, you know, go to school. I have to get married I have to pay this bill. (laughs) Yeah. I have to find the man of my dreams or the woman of my dreams or, you know, I can't say that I'm gay or all the things. You have this little box. We're in a box because the world has put us in this box. Okay. I can say that I never really put allowed myself to be in a box. Mm-hmm. I fought it a lot my mm-hmm. whole life with marriage with um how I want to live my life. I would say how my dress that way dress yeah. was big. Yeah. You know, I was always against the grain. Everybody talked about me, had opinion about me. And I just kept going either way, mm-hmm. and I had this like beacon of light that was kind of leading me the way. And I always thought that was fashion for such a long time. And I also thought that it was um, the relationship that I was in for almost two decades. And I really, really thought that that was like my life. Right. So that relationship was what was my awakening. So if you look at your life, and if you hadn't had, if you haven't had an awakening yet. Or you feel like you're on the verge of this. There is going to be a moment in your life that like hits you, mm-hmm. and yours was your breakup too, correct?
1: Uh, I was just just thinking that as you were yeah. talking because I feel like I, I've always this is a thing too. Like, and then we can talk about my story in a bit, but like Coco, I had always kind of been uh, I would say I get interested in this, um, type of stuff, but I just like, always thought it was like magic, you know, like we, we always coined the term like hocus pocus, like very like just commercial. So I was never opposed to any of this. And I think when I br- got, had did my breakup, what it did is I think it just drew me closer to you personally. Yeah. And then I think my actual, I would say ho- like hard awakening was on my twenty. 20- eighth birthday when I was in the hospital and I had a actual physical reaction yes right so I think the breakup is what like put me down the path to an awakening and my actual awakening took place yeah so
0: I would say the same for me too I think that like when you have the beginnings of your awakening there is that singular kind of moment that starts shaking you
1: yeah right you you start thinking that everything that you've been doing or known, you're like, I don't want this. You say you don't want this anymore, I think is what happens. Yeah, and more, and more
0: than anything, you realize that you don't want the pain. Yeah. You don't want the way that you have been living. Like, you realize that in that moment, like in my case, it was, you know, going onto Facebook and seeing that my partner, 16 years, was now having a child with his best friend who was a lesbian. So I had thought that there was no chance of that ever happening (laughs) happening, and like no judgments to them whatsoever. You know, I send them light and love and I hope they're happy. But in that singular moment, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And you're, you're like an egg, you know, Mm -hmm. you crack completely down the middle, your foundation and everything that you feel completely changes. And in that moment, I was like, this is, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. I did not come here to feel this level of pain. You know, I did not come here to live this way. And that rocked me. And I was not perfect in my relationship. I was very egoic and running from my patterns and my conditionings. But in that moment that brought me to my knees and just the way it all unfolded for the next like six months, um, changed me. So it was in that moment that I was so distressed, Mm -hmm. had so much pain, so much anguish that somebody, um, in my circle, in my, in my CrossFit gym actually said, Hey, have you ever heard of Reiki yoga? And I was like, Reiki yoga. yoga. Is that a
1: thing? Is there a Reiki yoga person listening right (laughs) now? now? Is that a thing? Now we laugh (laughs) about it because we're
0: like, no, it's not Reiki yoga. It's It's Reiki. Reiki. Yeah. And I was like, I I literally, I had my hands up in the air. It had been like two and a half months since all this went down. And I was like, I'll take anything for relief. So I blindly went to, um, a girl in my town that I was living for Riki, and I had no idea what I was going into. Like I was the billboard. What, yeah.
1: What was like, what did you think Riki was when you were walking in? Cause you always I, say you had no idea.
0: I like, he had kind of prepped me and said like, she's going to like, you know, put crystals on you and touch you and she'll know things mm-hmm. about you, but like, don't be worried. And I was like, okay. Like literally I, you guys, like I was like, Crystal shops, incense, (laughs) like, none of that resonated. It was never in my world. It didn't exist to me. I didn't know what energy was. I, like, I was, like, as asleep as they come, I would say. So
1: this was, like, you were, like, going full-blown in, like straight into yeah, because the hole. My, and my pain, my
0: pain was so astronomical. And I was, tr- and then at that time I was on the road in my peak season and I had to be the face and I had to run all these things. And my pain was consuming me, you know, and I could not breathe. And I knew though, that I was destined for more yeah. and that I was letting this go. And I had, you know, already had somebody in my life that was of interest to me. Yeah. And I was like, I need to heal myself. Like I am not gonna go and you know bleed all over my next relationship right right so I started going to Reiki like I remember the first day walking in so any of you guys listening to this and you're like scared to come to our events or anything like let me tell you like follow your soul, follow it. Because I walked in and I sat in the corner and she's like explaining to me. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like not, but not scared. No, you're just, just like confused. To, totally and foreign it, to me. No. Like I would say it would be like how I felt, you know, when I went to Thailand and you get off the airport and now you're in Bangkok and you're like, oh my goodness. Like I've never seen this many people, like just the culture shock.
1: Actually, but yeah, it's so funny. My family always bugs me. It's like whenever I go anywhere that I've never been, like it could even just be to like, I don't know, I'm going to LA for the very first time. My very first night that I'm there, I get homesick. And I think that's kind of rivaling the feeling you're talking about where you get there and you're like, what did I just do? Well, you're uncomfortable. Everything is foreign. Yeah, you're uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah. And when you're uncomfortable, that means that you're about to level up. Right. That means that you're about to grow.
1: Right.
0: So my first Reiki session was, was absolutely mind blowing. And now it's hilarious to me because I see how I wasn't experiencing it, say the way everybody else did. But again, I had no idea. Right. So long story short, I went through this for eight months and, um, leading up to May 2016. And I started going three times a week and Um, was seeing like the most amazing things in my sessions and healing myself and releasing myself and my heart chakra was changing colors and all these like things that we will talk about in our podcast here but I had no idea what was really happening I just Mm -hmm. know that I started feeling better yeah and I started feeling more myself so
1: when do you think the actual awakening then took place for you so
0: It was, um, the weekend before May long and I went and did a session and when I came out of the session, I was telling her everything that I had seen in that session. And I I can't fully remember it, but I, what it was, and then she grabbed my hand and it's funny now looking back because prior to this moment, we had been doing some, some mediumship work. Okay. She was like teaching me about mediumship. And I, again, didn't know what any of that was. I just thought that this was the way everybody lives. So what she was teaching me, I was like, like, I don't Yeah,
1: duh. I get it. Yeah. Like no big (laughs) deal.
0: Right. Yeah. So then she held my hand and she said, Hey, do you know that you're a medium? And I was like, I just like literally my whole entire body, it was like 500 pounds of weight released. And I started bawling and bawling and bawling. And then she started telling me, well, we'll help. I'll help you get you through this and, you know, all these things. And then I looked at her cause I was getting the downloads that yeah. I get. And I said, but I'm not. And she's like, what do you mean? And I said, they're telling me right now that I'm something more. And it starts with an L. And so she's like, okay, give me your hand. And we tried to get the information. And I said, no, leave it with me. So then I had to go on the road with uh, my company at the time and the next day, it would not leave me. And I had this like profound experience on the way there. And all of a sudden, it came to me the middle of um, the day that I was what we call a living portal. Mm. And that forever changed the trajectory of my life. Um, and that was what we're going on four years now yeah. to get to where we are. And it has been wild
1: it's super interesting is hearing you talk. And if we go back to the analogy that you said a little while ago about the egg cracking. So it's really interesting. I, I feel like what happens and just through hearing your experience and now like living through mine, and I'm sure some people listening can relate to this if you've had an awakening, but it's like, it's this, I don't know what you want to call it. This stuff that we're talking about. Um, you become aware of it. It's not your awakening, but you're aware. So you have an awareness of it. That's, that's when that moment happens. So for me, in my breakup, the egg kind of cracked. But then what really happens is when you start doing the work and you no longer want the pain, like you said, that's when we start peeling off the actual shell. Yes. So for you, it was doing all the Reiki work. You're peeling off the shell, peeling off the shell. When the shell's gone, you're awakened. And that was that final piece of the shell came off. When your Reiki master at the time said, do you know you're a medium? And it was like the instant switch flipped and you were.
0: Yes. So then now the shell is off and now what I would term it is I became an onion. Right. So when you become an onion now, it's like you were the egg that the shell came off and now you become an onion and you got to start now peeling away all the layers To get that's the hard work, the hardest work that you will ever do, but the most beautiful work that you will ever do. And if you imagine yourself as an onion, and everybody's layers are so much thicker and deeper, or not as many as the next person, but inside of that onion is what we call the seed of your soul. Mm -hmm. So inside of that onion is your soul, and you have been covered up with conditioning, with programming, with false beliefs, with your ego, um, with all like the inner child, with all the, all the things, all the things that you've experienced your whole entire life, your wounds. We all either carry a mother or father wound and that is your onion. And I never knew any of this. I never knew this when all of a sudden I was told I was a living portal and I could not accept it for the longest time. So this was May and all of a sudden the next week, Um, I'm lying on the floor and I'm channeling energy through my body as a portal. So as a living portal, let's all breathe for a moment and take (laughs) this in. I can access energy across time, Um, distance, all the realms, all the dimensions, however you see it, past or alive, anytime that's ever existed, I can access so that means that we as people are energy Mm -hmm. so our bodies um when we leave our soul continues on as energy we never die this couch that we're sitting on you know the headphones that you're wearing your phone it's all energy so we are energetic vibrational beings so i can access any energy across time. So that started off being like, I can talk to dead people. Well, I've known that my whole life, but the extent of how I can talk to dead people is astonishing to experience (laughs) because what happens is in a full living portal session, the energy of that person takes over my entire body and I sit like them. I have mannerisms like them. Um, sometimes my dialect and my voice changes like them. Mm-hmm. And in some of the most intense sessions throughout the years that we've had, if it's an in-person session, they will hug me and feel the energy of their past loved, uh, one. loved yeah. one. So this was initially what I thought I was, and then I realized that I can enter any space and time across time. So when we do inner child work i can go into the room of you know say when you were 2 years old and you have an inner child room i wound i can tell you the colors of the wall i can tell you what you were wearing in full detail i see it and experience it outside of time how do we explain this
1: so how you see it, it would be as if, um, it was a movie. So let's just say, um, your life is happening within a room. Coco is looking at you from the other side of that two way glass. So she sees it, um, playing out in front of her. And that's why she can tell you every detail because she's able to concentrate on like, kind of like pause it and concentrate on a detail and relay it back to you or keep it playing and see the entire scene play out. Yes. Correct. Yeah.
0: So this happens with everything in my life i can access anything and everything there hasn't been anything yet that i haven't been able to access so the first summer with this it was a lot and i have i have not as strong as i used to i've worked all year on this a self-worth wound so in 2016 all i could think out is why me Mm-hmm. Why do I have this? Like, why doesn't somebody else have this? Like, why do I have these, all these gifts? Mm-hmm. Why is this here? You know, that whole self-worth thing. And how do I be this plus be who I was in my life currently at that time? And all the programming and judgments around something like this. Did you ever
1: feel guilty that you had those Yes, yeah, so guilty.
0: <laughs> I remember the summer before we moved out here, I was sitting on a deck with my mentors at the time and then their mentor. And he was an older gentleman who had been doing this type of work for 20 some years. And he was, you know, just so overwhelmed by what we were telling him. And I started going off to him about all my insecurities and, and why I felt like I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't have these gifts and all the things. And, he said something to me that I used for the next, you know, three and a half years. And he looked at me and he said, you have it because you
1: earned it. Mm. And, and how, what, what came up in you or what did you feel when he said that? Like, what was your reaction? It, uh, uh,
0: my self-worth wound. Yeah. Obviously like human me was like, what do you mean? But then on a soul level, it resonated that this is not my first rodeo mm-hmm. this is not my first life this is my mastery life and of all the other lives and
1: all the other things that i have done it got me to here right so so you knew you're like the the piece the pieces of the puzzle are coming together here i don't know how or why but they are
0: yeah and i i i still struggled right yeah. so i then that summer had a little bit of a scare cuz we were playing around with my gifts and That scared me. And I didn't channel for about two months. I didn't do any type of work because I was still coming into my own and understanding the level of impact that what I have to offer the world is a lot. And it can't just be used as like a dog and pony show or like, Hey Carly, let's tap into, you know, Oprah's life. Yeah. Yeah. Like what good is that
1: going to do really?
0: (laughs) And to be honest, throughout the last like three and a half years, we, I've had to filter that out. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people who have saw me as, you know, the psychic 1-800-MISS-CLEO, or they have saw me as, you know, the person who's going to tell them their future or be able to access things. And
1: I don't don't... tell me, is this the guy that I'm going to marry? I feel like that would be one you'd get a lot. Yeah, t- a yeah.
0: lot of that stuff, yeah. right? And then also on the contrast of that, it's been people have ran as fast as they could the other way, right? Because I can access and I do know, but I do it with purpose and intent. I'm not sitting here accessing it just for you know shits and giggles. Yeah, there is with great purpose, great responsibility,
1: and you can turn it on or off, right? Like, yeah, it's like not I don't. Like you're gonna go roll up to a stranger and be like Trace or Teresa Camuto. We're gonna name drop and be like, hey, just so you know, this person's coming through to me.
0: Yeah. And that it it doesn't happen like, like it does, but I control it. Right. Like I'll have full on conversations with people and then it just leads into this conversation where I start talking about it. So that was the first half of the journey when I really like struggled with who I was. I mean, that was all the way up until this year to be honest, but then another, what we would say gift came online. And that's when I uh, realized I was doing work. We had already moved out to the coast. And I was doing work on my husband and all of a sudden I could see his whole entire body like an x-ray almost, like red spots, what we would call a body heat map. So I could see on his body where there was what we call density sitting. And at this time, again, I had no idea. This knowledge all has come to me throughout the years. So I'm like looking at his body and I could see, you know, this was where there was density or this is where there was. And a lot of times this is where there's physical pain on someone's body. So I'm like, what the heck is going on? So really, really, really came into my own with that realizing that I can look at a person's body in a channel. So I can be in a full channel. My eyes are closed and my ears are plugged. And I see your entire body, your guides all, take over my body, and I can see um, all the density that you hold in your body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So density is...
1: uh So what... What we often say at Nice with Coco is like, you know, that feeling of stress that you get. Uh, we've termed it stress, but really it's it's built up energy, which if it stays within your body and you don't release it, it becomes density. So basically just blocks of energy in your body that you have never gotten rid of. So another kind of easier way to think about this, because you're probably like, well, how does that work? How does it just stay in my body? Your body, your physical body that you're in is the exact same physical matter of you as a two-year-old, of you as a 12-year-old. All that's really changed is the mind that's running it. So your body, if you had an ailment from when you were two, a physical ailment or even, you know, an energetic ailment, it's going to stay there until you deal with it. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is just know that your body um, remembers a lot more than maybe your mind does. And density is just the built up, um, I guess,
0: Energy has nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. So, it's stuck. It's so stuck, it's stuck energy. energy. So for an example, um people will come to me and we will do inner child work and I can look and be like, you have this pain on your right shoulder blade and it's moved all the way down. And I tell them, you know, everything in full detail. And I'm like, this is from when you were three years old and you fell off the swing and your mom was too busy talking to her friend to notice you. That is stuck energy, that is density. I tell the story about the man that I worked on a few years ago and we were um, on FaceTime and again, people do not need to be in front of me. I can access anybody's energetic body at any given time by just a name. Um, Because everyone has what we call an energy signature. So I'm able to tap into that energy signature, dead or alive, living or not, in front of me or not. It does not matter either way. And I was actually on FaceTime with this man and I said to him, your heart on your back is bright red. Your heart chakra is so red. And I said, how was that relationship from 22 years ago that you did not let go of? And he went white. And he was like, oh my God, I, yeah, I never, ever dealt with it. I just, you know, kind of tossed it into the trunk, threw away the key, but it always like broke me. I loved her so much. And I said, yep. And it's been trying to leave up through your right shoulder for all these years. And now it's manifested as skin cancer. And he's like, yeah, I just got diagnosed with skin cancer. So that is an example of density. And we have seen hundreds of people and situations throughout the years now of density in myself, including um, in everybody in my, in my personal life and, you know everybody that has come to sessions and people that we've, we've met and so many stories of the energy that we hold in our body, it, it, it has nowhere to go. So all the emotions that we feel in our life is energy. All the experiences that we have in our life is energy. And when it's not properly released and felt and dealt with, it gets stuck in our bodies because it tries to leave so if we use me as an example when i was going through that that hard hard you know earth shattering breakup my heart chakra was so painful and again I knew nothing about any of this back then and I remember standing against like the wall with such pain in the back of me that I had to get the corner of the wall to push precisely into where this heart chakra pain was and as the months went on it it started moving up and out of my shoulder. Now, if you think about that, if I would have never, ever done the deep work regarding that relationship, we'd be here, what, four, almost five years later, and I would be manifesting out a disease. Mm -hmm. It would maybe not be so prolific right now, but it definitely would be starting. You know, 20 years from now, I can guarantee that that relationship would be manifesting out in physical form. Yeah. So... Now that's a huge part of my work is helping people understand that we're energetic beings. We are light beings having a human experience and we are energetic beings. This is a way of living that we are now moving into that people are tapping into and remembering because there's so much more to life when we understand our health on an energetic level and I am able to, through my portal, through my gifts, able to access that. And it's such a beautiful thing um, to be able to to do. And we see the level of this on such a small um, level at nights with Coco when mm-hmm. we do the knowing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay, so I think that's a good transition. Then. Yeah. Um, knowing. So uh, everyone listening here, you've probably heard the word the word intuition um, everyone has that, you know, that pit in your stomach. Uh, but we also have what's called a knowing and it kind of takes that to a a second degree. So Coco, do you want to kind of explain what knowing
0: is? So intuition, like intuition is what I would say you know, you're driving down the road and something inside of you, you know, you feel that gut feeling that says, turn left, turn left, turn left. And you don't turn left. And all of a sudden you're sitting in traffic for, you know, three hours. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all had that intuition, that gut knowing, you know, we've all had that moment where we shouldn't have went on that date with that person, but we did anyways. And it turned out horrible, you know, every single time that I personally listen to everyone else other than mine gut instinct and my intuition and my body, because our body is always going to tell us the correct thing versus our mind. Um, I had a harder journey. So when we have nights with Coco, I go into a full channel. So my ears are closed and my eyes are plugged. And I ask you to stand in front of me. You give me your name and your guides take over my body and they touch your body and they find a physical, uh, reaction,
1: reaction or sensation, A sensation
0: or a pain that a lot of people have struggled with their entire life and thought that something was wrong with them, but it simply was their knowing. So I'm in a channel, so I never know the
1: reaction to people. So Carly always <laughs> tells me like after people are, yeah, either they're like, uh, Coco will find the spot and instantly they look at me and they're like, how did she know? And I'm like, well, how wouldn't she know? Or um, a lot of times what's, what we've been noticing here is um, Coco's been mirroring a lot. So it shows up for her on the opposite side of the body where it may be happening. Um, we haven't really dug into that too too far as to why it's, why it's happening. So sometimes people will be like, nope, nope, that doesn't happen for me. Nope, not there. But then as soon as we start digging deeper and have like a further conversation they all of a sudden switch, and they're like, oh, no, actually, it's on my right hand, not my left hand, and it comes up during this, this, and this, so... You've yet to be wrong.
0: (laughs) Well, and I mean, and I mean, and it's shocking. It's a lot. Like it's a lot. It's it's a lot to see me in a channel. It is because we have been so conditioned that life is black and white, and it's what we see. So I don't know anybody that comes to these events, and Carly manages them all, and she just gives me a name to do the channels and do the work. Like some people are having like the most. Insane knowings. You know, it's the, it's this pain in their elbow that they've had for 20 years. It's, you know, this ticking in their eye. It's all these like random things that only you would know about yourself. Right. And so uh, it's the most beautiful gift. It's the most beautiful gift that you gave yourself this knowing. So the knowing is the double whammy to your intuition. So when you're driving down that road and you get this. Feeling I should turn left. If you all of a sudden get that sensation, that pain, that knowing in your body, that is the double validation that you should turn left. Mm-hmm. So we were just chatting about it with my, my partner and Carly, which, which is my team um, about, about our knowings. And, um, my partner and I were saying how we're not getting our knowings as much anymore. Yeah. And I said to him, like, that's so interesting. Why are we not getting our knowings as much anymore? And he's like, because we don't need them anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, for, and that's really interesting because for me too, I don't get it necessarily for things that I'm internalizing that I'm thinking about, but if I'm chatting with someone else and they need validation on something. I get my knowing, and I can validate for them. Okay, that's what's been happening. Interesting, lately for me. interesting. Because I think too, through doing all the work that we do, because clearly as a team we're immersed in this, um, I think we're all getting the direct downloads now, where we don't need we're we're trained enough to to want to follow our, follow. But So what what is happening with us, especially in the last year,
0: which has been the most transformational year of all of our lives, is the ego is now in um, the back seat instead of the front seat. So for all of our lives prior to this point, the ego was in the driver's seat. The ego was driving the show. But now we have done so much work to get the awareness of our ego. And the ego is now, I see it in like the back of the minivan Mm -hmm. buckled up Mm -hmm. and our soul is now in the front. So now we don't have that like congestion as much as we did prior years where we needed that knowing. And the people that were giving the knowing to still need that kind of, you know, like fire siren to help them dismantle their ego and m- tune in more into their intuition it made a question it allows and, them to question it exactly and have that extra okay I, I was doubting to turn left but now I got this physical pain I turn left check the news later and see there's a massive accident up ahead mm-hmm. so it just helps you with that that human literal literal yeah. um, validation that you need for your for for you learning this journey, for remembering who you were, for peeling away the onion, yeah. right? yep. Yeah. And so I, I rarely get my knowing anymore. Um, I do get it at times when I have thoughts. So what I have been knowing that when I do get my knowing, and mine is a massive, massive tingling on my right shoulder, mm-hmm. I get my knowing when my ego is being an asshole, mm. when my ego is starting on the loop, my ego is starting on the stories. Like you're not good enough. You know, you're going to get judged, mm-hmm. you know, feeding into my whole self-worth wound. Yeah. My burning sensation happens to <coughs> click Makes me out hope. of it, quick yeah. me out of it being like, Coco, pay attention to what you're thinking about. Bullshit. Yeah, you know, it's that. That's when it happens for me because Mm -hmm. I've done so much work where I stand in my power and I know. I know the energy I'm accessing. I know what I'm feeling. There.
1: Yeah, right. And so it's interesting. So it seems like, and don't quote me on this. And if you know, we'll keep looking into this years and years down the line it's almost as if your knowing then evolves into something more so it starts off as a knowing to help you with the intuition and then it seems to almost transform into another use it's still the same feeling but it shows up in a different use. So for you, it's putting you in check with your ego. Yes. For me, it's validating others when they come to me for validation pretty much.
0: Well, yes. And everybody's journey is different. You know, and I talk about this a lot where I'm the way shower. Okay. So I'm the one... Um, my husband and I are the ones that are in the cornfield and we're plowing the cornfield so that everybody else behind us has an easier way. Mm -hmm. That is our purpose. That is our label per se of what we are here to do. I'm also a gatekeeper. I'm a grid keeper. I'm a Lemurian light. um, uh,
1: Manifesting queen. Yeah, manifesting (laughs)
0: queen. All these other labels that have been given to me through my work but they're just labels. I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. We're all on this together and we're better together. But there is people here that came down for purpose to help others transform and change their lives. Mine just happens to be in this form. And Carly is a light worker, but she just got downloads last week that in another life, she's here learning this knowledge for me. And in the next life, she's going to be a way shower whether she awakens to that in the next life or not, this is my mastery life. This is my um, last life. So I'm here for grand purpose and I have known that my whole entire life. It is so weird, but not now that I recognize and I'm, I am who I am finally in my, in my alignment and in my purpose, but I've known my whole life. I remember when I was 13, uh, my best friend had died and everybody was out, you know, we we're burying him and everybody out was, was crying and putting roses on his coffin. And in that moment, my life pivoted and I had this like huge knowing, this huge voice and it said, he's not dead. He is with you and you are going to live your best life and he's going to live it through you. Mm. So in that point, I knew that his energy had now just transformed into something else and it was going to be through me. Right. Right. But I just never had the vocabulary. Yeah. So we're all here for grand purpose and we're all here to do amazing things. And my specific journey is to help people, you know, heal, transform, and remember who they were to peel away that onion. And by my gifts, I'm I'm able to help you do that Instead of having to um, maybe dig for longer than you you normally would,
1: yeah, expedite the process a bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I was in denial. I would say probably for the last three years about who I truly was. I always thought that I was going to do this in later years um, and kind of dabble in it. And I tried to dabble in it with with both of my lives. And just the way that you hear the story at Nights with Coco and the way you'll read it in the book, you know, when you need to be on blueprint, everything in the universe (laughs) will push you to get you onto blueprint. And we as humans cling, Mm -hmm. we cling. And I, it reminds me of like when I was in like high school and we went to the water slides and they had that water slide that goes straight down. Mm -hmm. And I was like hanging from the top, (laughs) clinging. Being like, oh gosh, I don't want to go down the water slide, but I'm here. I got to do I it. I got to do it. And you know, when I remember some of my friends were like taking Peel my your hands fingers back. and peeling <laughs> my fingers back. And once we just surrender, and once we just say, like, guide me, everything changes. The water slide wasn't so bad. You probably if, loved it. You probably went down it again. Yeah. <laughs> Our minds make everything out to be worse than what it is. Our ego is so intense and is such an asshole. And so what's really happened, I would say for us, like our team um, in the last, you know, year and a half is we begun the dismantling of the ego. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that ever stops. No, but I, I
1: I think what happens is you then test it on different levels. Yeah. So you're like, initially you're dismantling it in the situations you're in currently, but then you'll get situations thrown at you where it'll come back and you have to do it all over again. (laughs) Yeah. Like the tests are insane.
0: Yeah. Like we were just last, just the other day, Carly was over and she's like, you're being tested again. Like this, you're graduating, you know, what you've been through this year, what you've been through for the last two years. Like this is your graduation. This is the fear bubble in front of you to test you. So when you're, when you're manifesting, when you're manifesting and you're moving on to, you know, greatness and you're moving on to blueprint, everything is going to test you. Yeah. Like you are going to be tested. Like you wouldn't believe. And in my journey this year, the dismantling of my 3d life to move into 5d and purpose has been astronomical. Like we make jokes about it, that it, it could be a movie, the contrast. Yeah. And every single time those tests came, I was aware of them to be like, this is a test I'm pushing through. Did I cry? Did I crumble? Thousands of times. Mm -hmm. But leading up to this year, I cried every day for three years. Mm -hmm. I was on what we call a dark night of the soul for what were we? We were January 2018 to September of this year. Yeah. And the dark night of the soul is when you literally go in and you start digging and you start, you know, they're showing me like a sandbox Mm -hmm. and you you're digging for what's below Mm -hmm. all that stuff that has fallen on you, all that stuff that has dimmed your light. You start trying to remove it, to get rid of it. All the fears, all the doubts, all the bullshit, all the conditioning, the lineage it it's hard. It's literally your whole life up to that point in time. Yeah. (laughs) It's the biggest upheaval that you will ever do. And you start taking off what we always talk about is like the rose colored glasses. Yeah. And you take off the rose colored glasses and you realize like reality was how you wanted it to be through the lens of your perception.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's just so true because even if you think about any conversation or any situation you're in with other people, there's always two sides to every story, but it's the same thing. So everyone's glasses are different. Everyone perceives things differently through the lens that they're looking at it through. Yeah. And so it's almost like just teaching yourself that the lens that you've been looking through is also not necessarily the reality. It's your reality, which is different. And that's, I think, the hardest part to dismantle is is allowing yourself to say, you know what? You, I wasn't right in that situation in how I perceived it.
0: Yeah. And you move, you move, your soul moves, you evolve to a higher level of consciousness. And through that higher level of consciousness, you see that every experience and everything that you've had in your life, you come from it from a place of gratitude and compassion. Mm-hmm. And it's wild because looking back at like my relationship that caused what we would say, my awakening, yeah. um, I was never angry. I was just, I was just upset that it had gone the way that it had gone after being in each other's lives for so long. I was so hurt by the mistreatment of, of how I thought I was being treated. Right. But on the other side, I wasn't perfect either. I, um, you know, was moving into a new relationship shortly after as well, you know, fully committing to that. And when you start doing the work and peeling away the layers, you really just see things from a place of compassion Yeah. and you see place life from a place of gratitude. And I know it sounds so cliche because I remember previously people being like, you know, what is the best trick to your success in life? Yeah. Like what, what, what is something that you practice every single day? And so many people that I looked up to and podcasts that I listened to, they would say, I practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, that's ridiculous.
1: Or like, how do you do that? Yeah. Like you have your
0: last $5 in your bank account and you are going to show gratitude. Yeah. But when you dismantle the ego, you realize that yes you have gratitude for this. There's so much to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And we are more than our physical bodies. Our ego is part of density and that is where we are. But when you rise Mm -hmm. and you realize that you are at the seat of your soul and that there is infinite energy around you, you're connected to everything that is whatever you want to call it, source, God, you know, all that, you have no worries. Right. Because you will always be tapped in and provided for, and you will see things from a place of, you know, abundance, freedom, joy. Yeah.
1: And compassion. And everything and compassion. really does happen for a reason. Because, you know, it, again, cliche people always say, if, you know, I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have experienced that, I wouldn't be here today. But it's very true. Like, yes. it's very true. But so, what happens
0: is so many people sit in that stuck place. Yeah. Right. So they sit in that relationship that failed or the one that got away. They just accept it. And they accept that for what it is. But what happens is that person then looks at that other person as the 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 anger towards them. They're in the they're now the victim, Mm -hmm. and they were the problem. And they can never move themselves out of that. Right. So they sit. So lots and lots of people will sit in that stuck position where it's like. Easy for you to say, you know, you haven't had cancer or you yeah. haven't had all the XYZ things, or I was abandoned as a child at 10. You know, my mom was a drug addict. No, 100%. I haven't been through that Mm -hmm. but your journey doesn't make yours better or worse than mine it's just part of your soul blueprint what you came to do how you rise from that and what you choose to do from healing from that and dismantling your ego is what makes you who you are Mm -hmm. but so many people want to sit in that that circle that that victimhood circle And I could have easily done that Mm -hmm. four years ago. All the things, you know, make the list.
1: And in your opinion, like, why do people sit in that?
0: Because it's their inner child. It's the wounds that we carry. So, everybody has a mother or father wound. Everybody has an inner child wound. Mm -hmm. Using me as an example, I had the self worth wound. I was the girl in kindergarten when I started doing my inner child work that nobody wanted to play with me. Mm -hmm. And then you go through my literal, like my ruler of my childhood, and you see all the other points that I have visited where my self-worth wound was formed. Mm -hmm. So now you get me into adulthood and I could have easily stayed stuck in that relationship that, you know, after 16 years being together and was so hurt by it. But why was I so hurt by it? Because my self-worth wound was being pounded. Mm -hmm. You know, what made, what made her better than me? All the things that we think about, right? That self-worth wound could have easily kept me stuck. Right. To put me where I am. And
1: I think too, like it all comes down to a word you said multiple times that explanation is easy. It's just easier. It's easier not to confront things. It's easier not to put in the work and just go by the status quo. And I think that's something that's happening a lot in this. Well, that's the
0: collective energy. So the collective energy, what we call the collective energy is, you know, the world as a whole. There's a lot of us light beings, these light workers, these people who are moving into consciousness, which is on is on the up and up. I'm telling you within the next 10 years, um, the collective is going to become the minority and people who are vibrating higher is going to come become the majority. Right. And what, what is happening is it is, it's so much easier to stay the same. It's so much easier to you know get out of a relationship and move into another relationship before you've even healed from the other one. It's so much easier to hop online when you're going through a hard time and see what's on the other side of the fence and start fantasizing about the new relationship so that you can end this one and have the comfort of that yeah. because then you don't have to be scared because there is a core wound of abandonment, rejection, whatever your core wound is because every single person walking this earth has these wounds and that is what's keeping you in your cycle. Right. So mine was self-worth. So when my relationship broke down, I rose instead of sitting in there being like, what's wrong with me? Oh my goodness, X, Y, and Z. And it took me, you know, took me a long time to rise. It took me a long time to look at myself and my worth and be like, no, everything happened for a reason. Gratitude for that relationship, gratitude for that level of love taught me so much about my life, what I want, what I don't want in, in, in over a decade. Yeah. Right. But it would have been so easy to make myself the victim and be angry at him for the rest of my life.
1: Oh, yeah. And and again, I think that's what the majority of people would do, unfortunately. Yes. And that's
0: why we're doing the work that we're doing. And we're seeing the impact that we have because people are getting tired. They're getting tired of being in this circle. You know this this wash rinse repeat circle and people are starting to wake up to more and knowing that there's a better way to live and now that 5D energy which we'll talk about um in an, in the next episode is gritting in and as as two people who have already started to tap into this mm-hmm. you know why why would you want to stay the same why do you want to sit in that negativity that t- why why wouldn't you want to live your best life mm-hmm. Just the problem was nobody ever talked about how.
1: Yeah. It was always like we always just joke like buzzwords, right? Buzzwords are always being used, but it's like, okay, but how do we put these buzzwords into into function here? And that's that's doing the work and that's that's getting like to the literally court.
0: doing the work. Like it's so easy to say, let's be positive or walk down the street and repeat, I am enough. Yeah. But if your wounds are still inflicting you, saying I am enough it means or, nothing. It means absolutely nothing. And I and I and you are living proof of that because with my self-worth wound, it didn't matter how much people pleasing I did and how much I, I gave and I gave and I gave and how much my intent was so pure because in my core, I had this self-worth wound. So mm-hmm. I could have been the most positive person and I tried to be most of my life. Mm-hmm. I was always trying to inspire and do all this, but in my core, I never felt good enough.
1: Right. So it almost doesn't matter. It doesn't then matter the energy that you're putting out because the intention behind it is not coming from a healed place.
0: No. And anybody, anybody who walks around right now and says like, this is bullshit or, you know, they're, they're off their rocker. Like, I don't have any wounds. There's nothing wrong with me. Like gratitude to you. No judgment. that's a wound. Yeah. (laughs) But you're exactly where you need to be. Yeah. I'm not judging we're not judging because that's your journey but someday i hope that consciousness and awakening does come to you and you're like i'm better i deserve more i'm here for more and start to take the rose colored glasses off start to peel away the layers of the onion and like you said so many people have no idea how to do that work because Think about the lineage that raised us, that raised them, that raised them. Nobody talked about this. Mm -hmm. We were just here to live and to die. If you got sick, you go to the doctor. You know, you have just been told to live a certain life. And it's like if you went off and you started eating better or you started trying to travel or live your best life or do anything outside of the norm, it's like you got ridiculed. Yeah. I don't know anybody yet in my time that I've met throughout my life, through all my cities and experiences who, ha- who can tell me that they've had people in their life that said, that's wonderful, go for it. Mm-hmm. It's very, very rare to find that vibration of people because most people are so unhealed in themselves that they do not want to see you do better. Right. Because that because triggers their wounds. I was
1: going to say, it triggers their wounds that someone is I guess ultimately doing what they want to be doing, which yes. is healing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's scary and we show compassion for it and it's the hardest work that you'll ever do. So we're here to help you unpack all of this, to help teach you, to help walk you through the steps to, to, trigger the sediments of sand in your soul and help you remember who you are so that you can live your best life and through our teachings and through our experiences and through you know our guests that we'll have down the road it will hopefully ignite you to live your best life to move on to your blueprint to live in purpose and so many people at the end of Nights of cocoa, we've had almost a hundred people in four months. And at the end of every single thing, they will come up to me and say, your story is so astronomical. What you have gone through this year mm-hmm. to get to where you are in your power is insane. And I look at them and I say, but I am literally just the living example of like what, what you, what you're going to do.
1: Right. You're like a mirror. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yes, I dug from the depths, like, of darkness. I just wrote about it yesterday about how this is the year of the lotus and the lotus flower grows through the concrete, through Mm -hmm. the mud, through the guck. And I feel like you even did that. Yeah. And I think Carly should talk a little bit about her journey and how she got here because she's relatable in the sense that maybe she doesn't have the, like, astronomical sense of what I have gone through, but mm-hmm. she definitely has changed her life and is a really good example for all of you who have been off blueprint or are on blueprint and want to change their life. So I'm going to let her talk about her journey that started with me, um, March,
1: 2018. Well, ultimately it's lives ago. Yeah. you yeah, 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 really yeah. want to go back, but actually we, we met in 2008, We, uh, Coco and I were both at fashion school in Vancouver, BC, and we just started our friendship there. Funny enough, we were the only two people that lived in Langley and went to school downtown. So we actually would carpool back and forth and that was kind of our connection. Always stayed in touch. I knew Coco before any of her companies. Um, and then in what year did you, did you move to BC? 2016. 2016. 2016. Um, and she was telling me she was moving back to BC and she's going to be living close to me. And so we just kind of, sized them more than naturally. Um, and then what did you say? March, 2018. Uh, I went through a breakup, my longest relationship that I had ever had. We had lived together. We were basic, well, we were common law, had to go through all of that fun stuff. Uh, when you break up through the courts and whatnot. Um, and like we were talking, that was probably, the starting of my awakening. Um, and then just through Coco understanding who she is, kind of, you heard her story. This is where our timelines kind of converge. And I met her when she was really, really like, you really understood who you were, but you were just really starting to practice it. And so she started really talking to me about it. And I don't know if you got a download or if it was just a natural thing, but you started opening up to me about your gifts and and who you were. And I was very like open to
0: it. Well, I think in that kind of moment, what, what happens with me too, a lot is there, there, there's a segue. Mm. So I always see that there's kind of like a hallway where I'm like in a channel talking to you and you don't know I am but my, like my eyes are open and I'm getting downloads and there becomes a a segue. And in that moment she was, she was in a a casual kind of relationship and it was a little bit rocky and it was, and it was really pounding on her wounds at that time. right yeah And she wasn't aware of her wounds or anything like that. So that kind of was the hallway, the segue because she came to me to to, I would say vent as a friend, but then Coco stepped in yes. and started being like, okay. And when you have an experience with Coco, when you have an experience, um, uh, it, it's a vibrational experience. So what had happened is you started getting downloads from your guides through mm-hmm. me unknowingly.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm just saying, Oh, like just, you know, that voice in your head that you hear, I was just like, everyone hears it like I do kind of similar to you. Like I always had this voice in my head. I always would know like my earliest memory of I would say intuition or knowing is I entered a coloring contest at the local video store and you could win Toy Story 2 on VHS that is dating me and showing how old I am by Toy Story 1 it was Toy Story 1 on VHS and I entered the coloring contest and I was I don't know how old I was I was less than 10 years old for sure and I just knew I was gonna win it I just knew and then two days later we got a call saying I won the coloring contest And things like that have happened in my life. Or I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to the mall and I'm going to see Jake today. And yeah, of course, there's Jake rolling Mm -hmm. around the corner. So again, I chalk those up to being coincidences. Um, So anyway, circling back to to this um, casual relationship I was in, that was kind of the trigger point for Coco to introduce herself to me. Um, it, It wasn't, like, I knew. Like, I knew and it wasn't surprising what she was telling me. Um, and so it was just like an instant thing. And I think from that, literally that day on our conversations completely shifted and nothing was ever filtered. Like, I don't think you ever held back after no. that and anything that you, ever and talked also
0: about. like, what's coming to me right now is, and this is a whole other topic for another time, but that casual relationship that you were having was a soul contract. Oh,
1: a hundred percent. It was a soul contract. So that was, It's still, it's still in play today in a yes, different way for them, for, them. for you, Yes. And, um, but it's really cool. And we well, yeah, we have to do a podcast on this specifically. It's really cool to see my growth in that situation on how I now just the awareness of it being a soul contract, that I'm able to navigate that situation in like the five 3d energy that we're in now.
0: So that was, Um, that, that person's, um, role in her story,
1: um, I would say it was also to help awaken me because it was around that time that I had my full on awakening was with that person and getting the knowledge from you and working it together. Yes.
0: So the, so the, the first breakup, her really hard breakup, like moving out of her long term, um, with all the logistics of human life and court and stuff caused the unsettling Mm -hmm. caused the shaking caused her to be like, there's more in life, but then the next casual relationship was a soul contract. that and it was did, the
1: first test, I would say, to say, are you sure you want to awaken? Are you sure this is 100%, what you want?
0: because it would have been easy to fall into her wounds and stay mm-hmm. in that circle. Yeah, totally. So looking back, that soul contract served its purpose and its role for her in such an amazing way because her wounds were, as I would say, like... You know spread out all over the table 100 right and that relationship um really really started them to pour out
1: and it was almost like the classic relationship to help heal a father wound and self-worth yes like it was like every single situation i was put in in that relationship with that person triggered those two wounds classically mm-hmm. like yeah well, yeah. I can't, we can't say what we got to talk about this. One another. No. And I think,
0: yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely another segue because I know, um, everybody has these soul contracts and they have these relationships and my relationship, um, was that too. And, you know, it's a great story to talk about that, to teach, because I could never understand in my relationship either. But so that was the segue, um, for the hallway. For Um, your awakening. And that's when it really started to hit. And then what happened is you started to really rumble, you started to really shake and to the point that you came for a full on like what we would call like an energy session.
1: Yeah, well, I ended up getting starting to get physically sick. Yeah. In situations. Cause I still wasn't at the point of awareness where I could maybe understand, um, my knowing even like, I think I was, I was aware of these things. We would talk about it, but it was again, how am I putting this into It play? didn't,
0: it didn't fully click yet. Right. So what was happening is that she was getting this information and it was she making was sense. It making sense, but her ego and her mind were still grabbing onto the words and to mm-hmm. the things that she wanted to, to to filter through her lens.
1: Exactly. So. And so, and, and a big part of that was the, the lifestyle that I was living, um, which surrounded around my career. So I had a really successful career in tech. Um, I was a sales manager. I was making, I'm going to tell you over six figures. If I wanted to buy something, I bought it and drive a nice car, live in a nice apartment. Um, you know, it was literally, you know, those memes or those yeah, like inspirational quotes. It's like, you now have what your past self wanted, like be grateful for it. Like that was me for Mm -hmm. sure, but I was not happy. And that was now manifesting out into physical form as well. And on top of that, starting to be awakened, starting to understand what I was learning about energy and the ego and all this, like it was a lot, not anywhere comparable to what Coco went through. But again, in my world, it was a lot. Yeah, There's no comparison, comparison. right? Because everyone's everyone's journey.
0: journey. Right. But in that exact moment, um, yeah and she did let's let's be honest like let's call it what it was. she was living the the three d life you yeah. know all the materialistic things. look at me you know her Instagram was very commercial. it was very you know what what can I do so the world can give to me
1: absolutely it was not
0: what can I give to the world was it was how
1: can I fit in
0: yeah. And it was like, I want to fit in with this group of people. I want to be liked. And she and she had a strong, strong self-worth wound mm-hmm. about not fitting in, not being liked, you know, in with with platonic relationships yep. and also with romantic relationships. Yep. And we can all say that we've been there where we've dimmed our light to get that 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 lover relationship to look at us, to see
1: us. Yeah, and sure. you were doing it in this time frame. Absolutely. And so So we have that on the personal side and now my like corporate world is rocking as well because as I'm digging deeper um, and learning about my wounds and taking the steps to try and heal them, everything else becomes more apparent to you as well. So here I am sitting in a sales position, which is, I would say classic 3D job, push, 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 need, need, need more, more, more hustle, hustle, hustle. And that just was not resonating with me anymore. And it was making me physically ill. I would be sitting at my computer screen and have to literally go book one of our boardrooms. So I by myself could sit there, turn off the lights, lay on the floor and just have 30 minutes because I lost sight in my eyes. I couldn't, I couldn't look at my computer screen. because I was having such a bad migraine.
0: Yeah. And also what Carly was learning, um, through this journey too, is like she got the label of being an empath. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, she had no idea. So I, myself am a severe empath as well, where you soak in everybody else's energy. So now all of a sudden it's clicking. It's like the domino effect, like click, click, click everything. (laughs) I see why, you know, I'm having all these baths or I see why I'm around these certain people and I can't cope. I remember, you know, in my twenties, like, with, with my ex, he would go over to a group of friends house and I'd be like, I can't go there anymore. I can't be Mm -hmm. around this person. Like I feel physically ill and I got strong enough that I'm like, I'm staying home. but now I realize I was an empath. I was taking on their energy. It was affecting me. And we teach a lot about this. So this is all happening to Carly, you know, starting from March, 2018, and she's doing the work, you know, slowly into 2018, I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, she was not like, don't think by any means, um, her, I all of a sudden were like, you know, Head down, ass up. No. It, it, it definitely was a gradual thing for both of us. You know, even me with my gifts, mm-hmm. I never stopped doing my meditations and learning and doing all that until I would say the universe, our guides, the committee was like, "Okay, enough." Yeah, like we're gonna fast pace it for you. And I would say that January 2019 was that for both of us. I
1: I would agree. That's kind of what got me. I would say. Um, with a foot on my blueprint, but I would really honestly say that until I made the conscious decision that I was going to make changes and not just do the work to to understand that I needed to make changes, I think that's the big shift that has to happen. Is not just knowing that you need to make a change, but to actually make the plan to do it. Well, walking it. Walk. We we always say like, I got a download one day, and it was like people don't listen, but they watch. So it doesn't matter what you say, you can talk the talk, but unless you're physically walking the walk and people can see it, not even for people that you can see it, it doesn't matter. No. And
0: you know, when we talk about 3d to 5d energy, you can't, you can't, uh, take 5d energy and put it over 3d energy and call it 5d. Oh, and so many people want to do that. They want to bypass the whole situation. They want to bypass it all. And it's like, we really started 2019 was our year it was just there there's nothing left of of who we were entering this decade there is yeah. nothing left of who we were leaving this year and it was so astronomical sometimes we sit here and even both of us were like what that happened this year because she started digging really deep i my ascension um i we i started my massive ascension Um, right away January twenty nineteenth entered the year and my ascension began and it was the that's a whole podcast to itself
1: so an ascension basically would be I would say the second step after an awakening that takes place Um, But yeah, that's a whole other podcast that we'll get to. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're ascending
0: from the time you're born, but there's there's like a literal ascension that begins. And mine began right away. Carly just started hers in September when she actually took the quantum jump and quit her job.
1: Yeah, so that's ultimately what it all came down to in terms of walking the walk. I was fed up and sick of tired of being fed up, being stressed as we termed it. Um, and I knew what I needed to do. You always know that's the thing, right? When you actually sit down and you think in an ideal world, what is it that I want to do? You know, and so it's just taking the courage to make the step to make that possible. So that's what I did. I quit my job, September, 2019. Um, I'm pursuing what I love, which is my fashion blog, working with Coco. Um, and then I would say my ascension fully, fully happened in October when Mm -hmm. I was sick for 27 days straight, I had done and all the, like the work. energetically working with coco i'm now accepting downloads from my guides i listen i i do i'm doing the steps i'm not mastering by any means but doing the steps that I then needed a physical reset. And what Coco was talking about in terms of speeding up that process is because of the work that we're going to be doing as a team, I didn't have the time to go through this three years. So it was literally jam-packed into 27 days for me. I literally had every single physical ailment imaginable. But honestly, since then, I don't think I've been sick. Mm -mm. It it cleared me out. No, and I remember (laughs) saying to
0: her, you know, she's like, I can't deal with this. And I was just like, you know, I'm like... You're, gonna, you're never going to be the same after this because mm-hmm. you're literally having an energetic upgrade. Right. Like a lifetime, possibly even lifetimes of density is clearing out of you. Whereas someone like me, I didn't leave my house from January to August of this year. I went to the depths. I, went to, I left to walk and go to the gym, literally. I was so focused on healing, on transforming, on digging to the depths of it. Um, that I did it in that, you know, nine months plus the three years that I had prior, whereas Carly, you know, had been doing it, um, slowly and then radically in the, in in this fall into the 27 days. And from somebody who's been mentoring her for almost two years, like it's like a light switch literally went off. I would say September. Oh yeah. Or sorry, went back on. It went light switch off, light switch on, on. And that happens with so many people. Um, you know, my coach, he's such a wonderful man. And in the last couple months, you know, me and my, me and my husband, we've been like working on him and he hasn't even really known just in our language and how we, how we've been, um, talking to him and and he's our fitness coach. And he came to nights with Coco and already I'm seeing it just energetically. His light switch has like literally physically turned on
1: and that's just a testament to show like everyone's journey is different everyone's going to go at the pace that they're meant to be on and if, if you're doing the work like congratulations to you for taking that step because that's literally all you have to do yeah, like we might, if you might it be. It sounds overwhelming. Yeah, it does sound
0: <laughs> overwhelming. But we te- we're we're not we're not gonna sugarcoat shit. No. Like we're gonna tell you how it is, so that you can use our lives and our teachings and our words and and our downloads to look at your life. And the most frustrating thing, and this was hard for me too. Like I remember two summers ago. And my mentors at the time had said like, you know, you're not doing X, Y, Z. And like, I remember being like, oh my God, like I'm doing the work. The Mm -hmm. worst feeling in the world is when you feel like you're doing the work. And now I'd say, if you say that you're, if you say that you're saying that there's probably more to do.
1: Oh, for sure. (laughs) Right. But know that you are doing the work. You are doing the
0: work. (laughs) And there's like us as our human self, we want to be so much farther ahead than, than what we are.
1: Well, we oh, well, everything in today's day and age is convenience is quick, it's fast. And what I've come to learn is that the things that are worth achieving aren't in that lane. Like, they're going to take time. Yes. They're going to be hard. And And, and you, they're going to last, though. That's the difference as well. well yes, because the people that we have become this year, for sure...
0: Like, is is now the foundation of who we're becoming.
1: Oh, for sure. And you can't, and you don't turn back. You don't want to. Like, no. why? Nothing. Like, no. nothing about our old
0: lives intrigue us anymore. Like, yes, we still love fashion. We still love home decor. But we love it now from conscious eyes. And mm-hmm. it also makes it better. It's way better. <laughs> because when you're shopping and when you're thrifting and, you know, I'm looking right now at these Christmas presents that I have packed... And, you know, I used vintage, um, you know, tea cloths and I went outside and grabbed, you know, cedars and all these things that I wouldn't do before because I was so stressed, so Mm -hmm. run down, so unconscious and everything was just go, 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 go. You're just busy. The glorification of busy. Now it's like, you know, we might not have the six figure careers. We might not have all the, you know, the sparkly and shiny, but you're whole. That's the journey of this Mm -hmm. to heal yourself from the inside out and you're whole. Yeah. Like I remember always seeking so much external, like in my early twenties, straight up had a, had a shopping addiction, Mm -hmm. had so much clothes, buying Louis Vuittons, buying all these things, nothing wrong with them. But the intent behind that was to fill a hole. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this whole awakening and journey is to remember who you were and who you are, because you are more than your name. You're more than the label of, hi, I'm Carly, I'm a sales manager, yeah. or hi, I'm Coco, owner of this company, or hi, I drive this car and I live at this address and all these prestigious things and all that shiny and new stuff on Instagram and social media. Mm-hmm. We are more than that. And when you dismantle that and you change your life, you have what we call an awakening. So I think we can leave it I there. I was going to
1: say, that's the perfect. Yeah. So. Extra, extra, is that a word? No. Ending. It's ending. Just, oh, I was trying to be really creative there.
0: So No thank, download there. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Any questions, you can visit us on um, our Instagram. It's consciously underscore coco. And we're going to create one for the podcast. We just haven't done that yet. Yeah, we're just doing it. That's another lesson. Just do it. Yeah, we're just starting. (laughs) We're just beginning. So we're going to level up as the podcasts go on. But we just want to get the information out there. We want to have the impact. So follow along. Any questions, feedbacks. Thanks for listening. And don't do this journey alone.